Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to CA Power Players Podcast live every Tuesday. Not actually, Dylan, is it eight or nine? 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. You think I'd remember that? I actually was serious. I forgot the time, but you guys should never get the time every Tuesday at 8 Central Standard Time. Today we have the one, the only, none other than Miss Emily Trevino. Woo! What? Welcome, Emily. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Emily Trevino and Kim Wynn own Wise Up Financial down in Houston. Is it a suburb or is it actually in Houston? No, we are in Houston. Our office is in Chinatown, like the thick of it. Nice. That is awesome. Y'all serve the uh, Vietnamese market pretty heavy, right? Yeah, we were one of the first ones to really go after it. I'm not going to say the first one, but we were one of the first agencies. And sure. we've just been, you know, honestly, we, we, our approach was educating the community. And because we were able to do so in their language, it just really helped. And it's kind of expanded a lot from there. So we have an office here for that purpose, but we also do serve the English and Spanish market as well. So Boom. I love that. Well, those that are listening, okay, I can tell you this is going to be one of our best episodes ever, guaranteed. <laughs> Emily said that earlier. She said, I don't know why they listen to any, any of your episodes, but I'm <laughs> going to give a reason that. to listen today. Okay. So I did not say that. <laughs> well, we'll see, Emily. Okay. Uh, Emily is, I mean, I don't, if you don't know Emily, you haven't been hanging out with me because she's been hanging out with me a lot. Um, we've, she spoke at Houston Roadshow. Mm -hmm. She's speaking at MedicareCon. I'm sure we'll probably end up throwing her up on a panel or doing something in Atlanta. She She's starting to want to speak a lot. She's helping a lot of agents. She's been doing this for, she's she's older than me, so she's been doing this for a long time. <laughs> how, how long have you been in the business? You're not supposed to um, say that. You know, yeah, but... you're not supposed to say that. It's kind of rude. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've been in the health insurance space for 13 years, 12 or 13 wow. years. Yeah. How about I originally Kim? started doing, you know, with State Farm doing PNC, and that was not my thing. Um, there's special agents for that, and right. I went more on the Medicare and health side. So why med? Why more Medicare and health? I just thought um, the opportunity was better for me at that time. Um, I had started when back, you know, in Medicare, it was way before there were even regulations and. There was no training and things like that. And I ended up actually going to work for a carrier for a little bit, um, actually a few years, and then transitioned to a brokerage firm and then an agency. So I uh, started my own agency. So I think on the Medicare and health space, I really just like educating people on their options. And I feel like health insurance and Medicare is really confusing. And it's just not as uh, I just felt more fulfilled in that product or in that in that line of business, if you will. Yeah. It's also um, kind of crazy. So you, you've you, there's a few others, but but I would say you and Kim have um, definitely been part of this equation as well. Uh, that really opened my eyes. There's actually several six really successful success people doing ACA in Houston, but mm -hmm. you'll really open my eyes to the possibilities. Most people ignore health insurance. I did. I thought there was zero money in it, and then yeah. I go to dinner with y'all, and I'm like, <laughs> there must be money in this thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, we have a pretty sizable Medicare book too. So it's not just about the ACA, but the thing with ACA is a lot of, and this is what kind of happens when you, the, in the industry, right, is we tend to listen to other agents and, yep. you know, it's all about mindset and things like that. So yes, we were previewed to selling under 65 before ACA and the commissions were like insanely higher. When ACA came, they just dropped commissions like crazy. And for those who don't know, ACA is, you know, under 65 Obamacare 
plans. But when they dropped those commissions, a lot of the agents were like, oh, there's no money in this just because of a commission yeah. change. And we just looked at it as an opportunity to have more quantity of clients rather than, mm -hmm. and you know, like in, in a large amount, you're going to make more money. So had we listened to what everyone else was saying, we wouldn't have made money and we wouldn't have been in the market, but we did our own thing and we saw the opportunity and just invested in it. And we've been going hard ever since. And, and there's some really incredible agencies here in Houston that also do ACA. I mean, yeah. Texas is a really great market for that, but every state needs ACA agents and yeah. people keep saying there's no money in it. And I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't even know how you can get away with saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause you have a seven figure agency, right? Yeah, we do. There must there's no money in it at all. No money. I, I love no. it. Y'all can just either come under me and make more money or <laughs> just kidding. Or just don't do it at all. Or don't way. do it at all and we'll, we'll help your clients. <laughs> your choice. Um, yeah. You know what's funny is I think y'all kind of do the same thing. Like anytime our, I naturally think if everybody else is running out of the burning building, there must be something in there that I should, you know, I need to be sticking around. If everybody's running away from that, I, I'm going to pay attention to it. Like for example, the conferences in the insurance industry suck. Like they're, they're horrible. They're yeah. freaking awful. So, you know, we're trying to make a presentation kind of cool, kind of fun, right? Well, you guys have yeah. done that on the health insurance side, also the Medicare side. What's it like running, running your own seven figure agency? How did you end up becoming, you know, ET and, and, and Kim yeah. Wynn just rocking the world? Well, I think for us, um, we just stayed focused and we were kind of in our own bubble. And that's very common in the insurance industry and not even insurance industry, just entrepreneurs in general. Like we kind of are just doing our thing. Um, but at some point, you know, we got a business coach, which I'm a big fan of mentorship and coaching. I think it's so incredibly important if you want to grow your career, if you haven't gotten one and you're wondering why you're not successful, then that's why, <laughs> you know, so yeah. My mind was completely changed when we got a business coach and it kind of accelerated what we were trying to do. What we do here in Houston, we can scale, but you know, we weren't scaling or growing as much as what we really wanted to or felt the potential of because we were comfortable. I mean, you know, we were doing good. I mean, yeah. seven figures not bad. No, it's that's but, not terrible. But then I noticed that there's agents who really need a lot of help. Like they don't have any mentorship, you know, they don't have any training, they don't have any guidance. So we're trying to grow that scale that, but we, at the same time, our consumers in other States also don't have the right agents as well. So we're just trying to solve problems over here and going to some of your amazing conferences and Medicare con as well, kind of showed us, you know, a lot of that and gave some clarity as well. And, and they're also not boring conferences. So I don't, you know, just be like insurance starts with an I, <laughs> you know, it's not like that. It's super cool. It's super fun. And you meet a lot of people and, and network and you learn a lot. So that's kind of what we did this year was invested more in on the insurance side so we can grow and scale the business to be, you know, eight or nine figure. Maybe. Totally. Yes. You mentioned some of the events. Um, you're a part of, you and Kim are a part of power players. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of the theme of this podcast. However, we yeah. have Power Players Mastermind. Um, talk about the first event in in Naples. How's the experience been in that in that mastermind? Well, I really loved Naples. Um, the event was great. I, I did know some people from networking at other events, so that was kind of nice. You know, sometimes when you join things and you're like the only person, it you know it takes a little bit of guts to get out there and get to know the people in the room. But it was just incredible to hear 
people's, not just on the business side, but all the, also their stories and what they're doing to empower their agents or their consumers. I mean, it was an impressive amount of people there that are, I'm sorry, an impressive group of people that were there that are doing amazing things. Some were just getting started back into solo entrepreneurs. Some are running massive agencies, call centers, um, you know, and it's just really important to, to meet these people. I like the more intimate events. I like mm -hmm. the big events to kind of see what's happening in the industry and get your yep. feelers out, but really having intimate conversations with people and learning little tricks of the trade or not necessarily just an in insurance, but it could be like in marriage, like balancing that or investing strategies or, you know, James Whitley and I, I had never really met him until I went to 8%. He He's sat awesome. right next to me. And he's like really big into real estate. So I'm like, yes, this is, we're going to, this is going to be great, you know? Yeah. And I just really like the entrepreneurial mindset from the group of people that were there. And it yeah. wasn't just like how to get leads, how to market, how to sell. Cause uh, at that point, people already know how to do that. It's yeah. about it, like growing, expanding from there. So that's what I really loved about it. Yeah. Thank you. And that's what's, that's why I think we, we get along so well is you're more of a business entrepreneur that, mm -hmm sells insurance yeah. versus an insurance person that is learning how to do business. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, I didn't start out that way, right? Because we're yeah. all going to start where we have to like pay the bills and we're a little bit yeah. starving and, you know, but eventually, and I talked about this at the Houston 8% Roadshow is about the diff recognizing mm -hmm. the different phases of your business and when it's time to like move into another area because you can't be a solo entrepreneur forever and you eventually want to run like a business so that it's inheritable, scalable, you know, or sellable. So, yep. um, but also I love business. I love different business strategies. I read up on all kinds of things like McDonald's, Costco, like all the different ways of doing business just so that you can build that business acumen. So you know how to incorporate that in your own business and then eventually you can duplicate it across other businesses. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm going to pivot for a second because I just had a random question pop in my head. What's your favorite, unique, kind of wacky, maybe, maybe someone's never heard this prospecting strategy that y'all use to help with ACA, AEP, LMNOP, whatever. Um, <laughs> a wacky strategy kind of unique, but, 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 you know, cause ACA it, it's more, I feel like it's less of like, Hey, let's just buy a ton of leads. I feel like it's more of like, Hey, let's, let's get known in our community. Let's yeah, no, we, there. we do a lot in our community. We're very involved in community centers and things like that. I mean, I guess we have, um, our dragon show. We do it. We did a dragon show at our opening of our office here Whoa. to help promote, um, you know, the SEPs that were coming up, Medicare OEP. And I don't know, I'll invite you for the next one, but I always told Kim, if I was ever on stage at 8%, I would just use my 30 minutes for a dragon show and just surprise you. And you would just be like, what? Boom. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> so that's a, that's a staple in the community. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's just, I mean, just doing different things that make you look different is, is great for branding because not a lot of people are inviting all their clients there and not a lot of people are yeah. inviting carriers like we invited carriers to come participate and and be part of it because they're just as essential to the community as we are so yes yes i love that that's really cool um i won't get into what a dragon show is we'll we'll save that one for the next episode you have to, you have to look that <laughs> I'll up send you a youtube link <laughs> yeah that's probably vietnamese related in some way i'm sure or maybe you'll see it at eight percent one time 
There you go. There you go. Now we're talking. Okay. Now we're talking. Right after uh, lunch would be a good plug-in for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you by yourself or can other people like hear and see this? No, I'm in I'm in my office. Cool. Cool. I mean, other people can see me I have a window right here, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you do have the electricity back, which is good. We do. Yeah. yeah. And we actually have a had a really heavy storm today. So I was a little nervous about losing <laughs> electricity again. It's it's yeah, so, it's great so far. Um, going yeah. back to like different phases of your business and how mm -hmm. you've like realized what's happening along the way. What are what what are a few things that y'all have done along the way as you've scaled and went through those different phases that a lot of people don't do or they don't think about or that they should be doing to really end up owning a serious business? Well, a lot of it wasn't, it's not really very obvious, right? So a lot of people are like, how many apps do I need to have or clients do I need to have before I hire an admin or how many, yeah. you know, like, it's just not an obvious thing. It's really like a feeling. And to me, yeah. when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when you know there's got to be like a little bit of a change. So, yeah. so that's one thing, but we, it wasn't really obvious to us until we got our business coach who is like, you need to go deeper. You need to go harder. And I'm like, okay, great. How do we do that? And so then yeah. started going to all y'all's events and learning how to do that. So that was been great. But well, I mean, real quick before, before you keep going, which, which one of ours was your favorite? I would so say far. the business expansion workshop, I think is the most, uh, was one of my favorite events, Good. mainly because it hit on something that we were lacking. And, and again, going back to the business side of it, you know, it's more than prospecting and selling because you can learn how to do that very quickly. But if your business is not, if the foundation's not set up correctly, you're going to have liability issues. You're going to have a lot of exposure to things and that are costly, just as costly. So us having employees, like I want to have a policy and procedure and it takes me no time to just do it real quick up front. And now it's in place for as we grow to scale our team. Because the last thing I want to do is have a team of 50 employees and no like no setup. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were like yeah. signing contracts. I'm like, do we need a, like a non-solicit for, do, what are we, like, what are we doing here? You know? So, <laughs> I mean, things like unemployment, y'all talked about that, that saved us, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And we, we actually have our unemployment attorney coming to speak at the next BW in a few mm -hmm. weeks. It's funny. We're talking about this because we have another event in a few weeks. We may need to get you actually coming to speak on what, what you've learned and what y'all have done with, as you've grown your business, maybe even participate in one of those events in the future. So yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I just think that people at some point when you start duplicating yourself or hiring staff, you need to be at the business expansion. So if you're feeling like um, I'm about to hire an admin, you just need to sign up for that class because it just kind of teaches you everything you need to do from A to B and you can establish it up front. So as you go to hire people, your system's already there and you don't even want to think about it and you can focus on generating revenue. Yes. That's like the big key to me when it comes to business is you have your sole job as the owner is to generate revenue. You shouldn't be doing anything else. That's right. Just generating revenue. So all the things and processes you have to do to get there, you got to do that now before you start hiring a ton of people. Yes. Which yes. I learned out the hard way. So I paid a lot of money to figure that out. Y'all need to go to that. <laughs> yes, they do. Thank you. Uh, Dylan, we also need to make sure that we take that video clip out of Emily talking about the BEW and use it to promote the BEW because she does that. Yeah. She does such a good job of that. Uh, have you always been this comfortable um, putting yourself out there, speaking, you know, jumping on podcasts? No, <laughs> no, I've not. I, well, I went to your public speaking workshop. So I've talked about that with you as well. I mean, I can talk one-on-one -on -one with people, but a group of people, 
Um, training, yes, but just to talk about general things, uh, no, because training is just training. Like that's a yeah. different type of speaking than, than in, I don't know, than whatever I've been doing. So I'm very uncomfortable, super nervous all the time. I have like, my mind's all crazy. And then I'm just like, well, here we go. Yeah. You know? Hey, you guys comment below. How good is she doing by the way? Cause you, you can't tell. <laughs> She has a blast. She's fun to be around. Um, I love her and Kim. We've done a lot together and I'm very appreciative of them and our relationship. Um, say there's an agent out there that's like, okay, I hear seven figures. That's cool. I'm trying to get to from a hundred grand to 200 grand. Mm -hmm. What? But I don't have any staff. I don't, I don't even have an office. I'm in my, I'm in my mom's basement, whatever. Right. Um, Fine. Yeah. What should they think through? Not to get out of their mom's basement, but just to scale and double what they're doing. Well, I do think that they should have that as a goal. If that's their goal to get out of their mom's basement, you should you have go. that as a goal. So you can tie that to income, you know, which totally. ties back to activity. But for me, I think the um, a lot I do a lot of marketing strategy calls with agents um, and some consulting on that side. And a lot of time they're do they're already doing things, but they're not going hard enough. You know, like they have two really good referral partners and they have like, um, you know, they buy a little bit of leads here. They do a couple mailers every few months, but it's more about constantly staying busy and active. You know, like if you have an appointment cancel, like Pete Fournier does it. He had an appointment, no showed him. So he just got on the phones and dialed some old leads he had until his next appointment. Like having yeah. that discipline to go deeper and harder on what you're doing. And I know people are like, Oh, I already do that. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't do it. Cause if you did it, you'd be making the money you want to make constant prospecting all the time, every single day. Cause here's the problem. Like we had agents who were calling on leads and you know, they had a bunch of appointments for the rest of the week. And then the following week they had nothing because they had nothing in their funnels. So you have to set up, you have to master your schedule to make sure you have days for calling to set up, your next appointment so that you're not ever bone dry, right? Because then you're going to yes. get real frustrated. Yes. So I just think the activity is a big thing. Um, once you get to around 200,000, I think you should consider getting an admin or an appointment setter or a VA or something to help you with yes. whatever is consuming a lot of your time. That's such good advice. It's the most valuable asset we have. That's such good advice. I love that you talk about like, there's a lot of people in that realm that are just halfway doing a lot of stuff, you know, like yeah. they've got a lot going on. They're halfway doing a lot. I like that you talked about, Hey, let's just, let's go all in on, on the things that you're already doing. What are some yeah. things that y'all have went all, all in on that have really benefited this, the growth? Well, for us, we went all in on more marketing. Um, we've yep. done a lot of grassroots marketing, but we never had done like radio and TV cause it's mm -hmm. expensive. Um, you know, we didn't, we would do, do, mailers. You do that now. Yeah, we do. We do that in okay. our community a lot more radio than TV, just because we we did that last year. We saw the return and we get a lot more. We're starting to do more on YouTube a lot. A lot mm. of that came from visiting with you and Landon at Secure Agent Marketing and kind of getting some of those strategies. But um, we went all in on the actual scaling of our marketing rather than just our referral partnerships. I mean, we would literally just have people walk through the door and tell us what plan they wanted. I mean, it was it was really easy at one point, you know, that's and now cool. we're like, well, <laughs> we, that's also not compliant. So we try to, you know, fact find, not try. We do fact find and make sure they get in the right plan. But 
um, you know, we, we just started helping more people and that's what we mm -hmm. went all in and, and you can do that even at the 200,000 mark. I mean, there's a lot of community shows. There's a lot of people who are always looking for, pro um, for guest speakers on very hot topics and health yes. insurance is one of them. So, yes. you know, networking with people that do that, even podcasts and other agents and all so true. That's Civic such Club. a good point. Yeah. That's such a good um, point. What's up. What's, what's been the biggest mistake along the way that, you wish you had done sooner or you just didn't maybe know or understand, but you wish you would have sooner. You know, um, when working with agents, I want it so bad for them. And I, sometimes I want it so bad for that. I want it more for them than they do themselves. And which is, and I'm having to learn, I'm learning, I'm still learning through that. Like I want to be a great leader for them and things like that. But I think I've allowed the disappointment of things not working out. Really, I really take it personal. And I can't because I can't control what somebody's effort's going to be or what their discipline's going to be. And, you know, I can give them the guidance and stuff. But I mean, it's just something I still struggle with. Sometimes I take it personal and, and other times I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm making peace with it. Or at least I'm telling yeah. myself that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I got defeated actually when I first started my business. We had a, an agency um, or a couple of agents um, leave us. And I mean, we taught them everything. I mean, we poured into them for everything. And I felt like there was a little bit of betrayal there. And not that they want to leave. I always respect people if they got to make a business decision to move yeah. on to something bigger and better. Totally respect that. But there are some things that you just don't do. Um, and I think that kind of put me in a like, I don't want to grow anymore. I, I'm good here. We're, we're, we're comfortable. I don't need to add more agents, you know? Yes. And I'm, I've worked through that and I'm like, now yeah. it's like, okay, great. You want to come work with us? Great. Let's, let's kill it. If you don't, I can respect it too. You know, it's, yep. I'm yep. working through some of that, but I think I that's the biggest mistake. Can't take it personal. Ever. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I think, I think, I, I think if, if there's anything I've struggled with, with, with employees and salespeople, it's, it's been that exact thing, you know, it's like you pour mm -hmm. into them, you spend, hundreds of thousands of dollars on them and you know this and that and then they just don't show back up from lunch one day and it's like i thought we had a relationship like what just happened you know like just crazy yeah. stuff right i mean that's a wild yeah. wild example but it happens you know yeah i mean and that's actually a pretty vulnerable thing to have to admit to people to be honest because yeah you know there's people that are like oh i don't have any problems i'm great and i'm like well good for you I wish. I wish. <laughs> you know? my, my team says i've got to share the the the, the crap that happens here every single day because yeah, i do. tend to not do that very much at all I, yeah i have a hard time doing it too because well one i don't really like to talk about myself in general and then to have to talk about the bad things, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. oh man, I, you know, I just kind of don't. And also I don't want sympathy or empathy. I don't need all that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just honesty. And that's just who we are. We're working through some stuff and you're going to, everyone's going to do it in some capacity. I just, for, I guess if our advice for anybody is like, don't let disappointment in others impact what you're trying to do to grow. Cause you're going to end up disappointing other people in the future. So yes. just keep moving forward and, and you owe it to yourself to make peace with it. You know, hundred percent. What are some success um, principles or tips? Maybe it's related to habits or routines or discipline or certain things that you've learned along the way that uh, you would like to share and give back on to others. Okay. Well, I don't do cold showers or 5am. I'm just not that person. Dylan, stop, <laughs> stop the interview. 
<laughs> I don't know anyone that does that. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, a lot of very successful people do it. Um, weird. <laughs> weird, right? Um, I don't do that. Actually, my husband does the cold thing now. So we'll talk about that on another day. But I think that it's people just need to realize that you're going to face two things. I learned this from my business coach. You're either going to face discipline or regret. And you get to decide which one you're going, but you're going to face it. So you can either be disciplined and do what you got to do and move on with your day, or you're going to feel regret and shameful. And then it just takes you to this dark hole. And mm. to me, like that is kind of what, when I have to do something that I don't want to do, I'm like, ugh. I just need to do it or I'm going to hate myself later for it, you know? Yeah. And it's just really reprogramming your brain and trying to stay positive and, and like writing your goals. I, like to me, that's really helpful. Like we gave our team goals and now they're like crossing out numbers, tracking closer and closer awesome. and, so and awesome. the vibe's a lot different here. You know what I mean? So I just think having, um, like the things that bother you, just sit down for a second, hold yourself accountable and say, okay, I need to change these things. And if your list is long, like mine used to be, then probably just tackle the top three first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's funny you mentioned that. We can, brat, like, I don't know why, but it's easy for us to make a list of all the things that we're not doing well. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it's hard to do a list of things that we're doing well. I, yeah. It's so, so weird. No, it is. So when people are like, oh, like, give me some great talking points about you. I'm like, I don't know. Like what? You know what I mean? I just don't yeah. know. I don't, I, I don't know. And I, you know, it's funny because there was actually a study and my husband told me about this. So typically people who are doing a fantastic job at work will always leave themselves bad reviews. And the people that don't do as well at work, like your average or below average, give themselves really high reviews. And they did a study and it was like in corporate America and it was incredible. And I think it's just a mindset thing. It's, it's a character thing. Yeah. Well, we, and we feel like we can always do better. Like, you know, that's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You, know? you want team members that way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, what else would you like to share that we haven't shared yet that you expected to share, thought about it, and we haven't talked about it yet, maybe? I mean, honestly, I just think that I would like for agents to start looking at what their exit strategies are, what their plans are, and tie mm -hmm. those in with their goals. Um, when we went to Nate's event back in April, I went with my husband and, you know, I never really learned what, I never really knew what his like long-term goals were. I don't think we even really knew what they were either individually. Huh. So, you know, making your family part of what you're trying to do is really important. And I'm, you know, work-life balance is hard when you're trying to grow and scale and, you know, don't feel shamed about it. Just, you know, but I think when you have your spouse on your side and you're growing together and you know what you're both working towards, it's a lot better. And also including your kids. Um, one thing that we do at our house is every night at dinner, we share our wins at the dinner table mm -hmm. and what our goals are. Like my daughter, Olivia, wants to learn to tie her shoes. She's only four, right? So like teaching your kids that and, and you know, business is great and business will always be here. It's been here forever. Um, but, you know, you're leaving a legacy through your children and your family um, or your nieces and nephews if you don't have kids and, and your spouse. And you need that foundation to be mm -hmm. ready so that you can grow your business. Cause it's really freaking tough if you have to do it and you have problems at home. Yeah. 
That's such so. good advice. I was getting goosebumps for a second there when you were talking through some of that. That's really good. Especially just thinking ahead. I don't know why, yeah. but man, it's so natural to not think ahead and just float through life when in reality, we need to think ahead. We need to think about what do we want tomorrow? What do we want next week, a year from now, five years from now? Mm -hmm. Living in the moment. Now. Yeah, yeah, like Jesse Itzler is like that. I mean, we both talk about how much love we love that. him. Hope to see him at 8%. Gosh, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I am. But, um, you know, actually hearing his story, by the way, his wife just sold her, her company to Blackstone. I or all that. Portion. So awesome. So congratulations for them. But I just think like he really opened my eyes up as to like, you know, living in the present and enjoying the journey, you know, the enjoying the process. Like when you meet your goal, if you're anything like me, you meet your goal, you're like, cool, check that off. Next goal. Like that's kind of how I am. But like you really have to enjoy the process, like the work and the grit and the mm -hmm. the stuff and the guts that you had to put out there. Like sometimes I look back at myself, I'm like, how did I do any of that? Like, yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. I thinking? I don't want to redo that, you know? So um, I just think that that's really important for us to stop and, and make sure we enjoy the process and the relationships that we built along the way, because those in the long run will be more valuable than money. Yeah. It's just being intentional, you know, mm -hmm. being intentional with your day and being intentional with what you want to build and what you want to do and being intentional about being Emily Trevino and Kim win one day. Yeah, exactly. Know? Right. right? <laughs> exactly. Well, you've been incredible. Yeah. Thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely. If anybody wants to reach out, they can follow you on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I'd be on Facebook or on Instagram. Emily Trevino official is my Instagram name because someone stole my name. Um, and Emily Trevino on Facebook, me and my business partner, Kim are on the, on the profile pic and I'm friends with Cody. So you can just peruse through his, his friends and you'll see me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you've been incredible. This has been a ton of fun. Let her know in comments below how well she's done today, by the way. Okay. Thank you for being on Emily. Appreciate you so much. All right. Thanks. Have a good day. You as well. Okay. Thanks for listening to CA power players podcast. We'll see you next Tuesday. Like Dylan said, 8am central standard time.